All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, you have tuned in. We hope you've tuned in to the Cato and Church podcast. We are here uh, this Tuesday evening. We are glad to be here. Of course, I got my old sidekick with me, Cato. How hey, you doing, buddy? Got some groovy music playing there. Well, something hopefully to get people stirred up, maybe just a little bit. And uh, we are glad you have joined us. Uh, this is not our uh, our uh, typical uh, night. We usually do Thursday nights, but uh, we has had to work some things around for the guests that we're having this evening. But uh, just we do appreciate everybody listening. Of course, we do this live on Facebook, and we also record it, so you may not hear this till tomorrow, next day, or whenever. Uh, but that's okay. We're just glad that you would listen to us. Uh, we just, again, love what we do. And, hey, uh, remember, we also have a YouTube channel where we got some little fun things on there, some cooking videos or what have you. Uh, make sure you check that out, like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff, ring bells, all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, email us if you have any questions, uh, comments. Make sure you email us, Church at gmail.com. Uh, we will do our best, of course, to respond to them as well. Uh, but we just uh, enjoy what we're doing. Cato, you know, we've been doing it now for a little over a year. And uh, yeah. I've had a good time. It is, has been since so. we've been doing the podcast. Of course, we got a little bit of history of doing the, you know, we did the radio show back there many years ago. But Many years ago. We, uh, yeah. we were a lot we, younger and had a whole lot more hair, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit more. I, I never had much. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and, and dive on in here, Cato. Of course, if you're catching us live, you see, of course, that we have a guest. And uh, we are honored to have Miss uh, Doreen Virtue uh, with us this evening, all the way uh, from the great state of California. Is that right? Uh, Washington State, actually. Pretty oh, close. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Washington State. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. Well, we are yeah. uh, here at the Cato Church Podcast. We are so glad uh, to have you. Uh, as we were talking before we got started, I, I come across you somehow through Facebook or something. Uh, I can't remember exactly. and uh, But I saw uh, uh, just some videos and, and some things that you had posted on your own personal Facebook page. And I thought, and, and, and kind of saw your story there just a little bit. We're going to dive into that here in just a minute. But I, I thought, man, this, this would be a, a great lady, I believe, to have as a podcast guest. So, again, I want to say welcome. And we, uh, on behalf of Cato and myself, thank you for uh, coming and being a part of our podcast with us this evening. Well, it's my honor uh, to be with you both brothers and to glorify God and warn people about New Age deception. Well, thank you so much. And that's what, of course, we're going to talk about this evening. Uh, Miss uh, Doreen, uh, of course, was saved uh, by God's uh, marvelous and wonderful grace out of New Age. And so I guess um, to just to just, uh, to just just start, uh, Doreen, we just, we're going to start kind of at the very beginning. What I mean by that is it's just the, just the 101. Could you tell our listening audience... Uh, what new age is well in a nutshell new age is the desire to be your own god to be in charge of everything to learn how to attract to what they call manifest uh, to get uh, health wealth love promotions to predict and control the future to be god in other words 
well, hearing you put it like you said there in a nutshell version, that sounds, and, and I'm sure Cato will second this, that sounds like a lot of prosperity gospel oh, yeah. preaching that I hear. Yes, when I was saved and I started to, when my husband and I were looking for a church, we were shocked to find so many churches were echoing exactly what we'd come out of from the New Age. Wow. And and we, it's only through God's grace that we were able to find a biblically solid church because so many of them were, they, they were teaching exactly what we had learned in the New Age. Wow, that is, that is amazing. So what, it, does it, ahead, can I ask a quick question? Yes, does sir. It, I guess it kind of encapsulates a lot of things like uh, we see a lot down here, the, the palm readers, that kind of thing. Is that kind of under the umbrella of what you would say new age? It is, Cato. It's interesting that um, new age, they, they call it a spiritual buffet. And like you'd go to a buffet and all you can eat buffet and you take a little of that and a little of that. They literally meld together so many different cultures. There's shamanism from Native American spirituality. There's Celtic spirituality from the ancient times with goddesses. There's um, Hinduism, Buddhism, psychic work, like you said, Cato. And then Catholicism is mixed in there. It's like everything but Protestantism is in the New Age. And it's all mysticism. It's all experiential. And there's a big distrust of the Bible. Um, many people in the New Age are what they they identify as recovering Catholics. Um, and, and then people who've come out of the Protestant um, religion, too, who didn't like what they called organized religion. So they identify as spiritual, but not religious. They talk about God, but what they're really saying is the creation of God. They worship the universe. Is that what they call God? Um, they talk about Jesus, but they see him as a wish-granting genie, a Santa Claus, not the real Jesus that you and I know, um, not the saving Jesus, certainly. And so they'll use Christianese terms, and that's where it gets confusing. And, and I, since I was in it for almost 50 years, I was saved at age 59, um, I, I want to just warn professing Christians that this is a Trojan horse that's getting into the church. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you see it through the prosperity preaching uh, that, that so many people listen to. And, and, of course, Satan uses and grabs a hold of people uh, mm -hmm. as well. So when, when did you first, and it will kind of, go, again, go back to the beginning, when did you first start dabbling or uh, uh, getting into the, the New Age uh, stuff? Well, it goes back to childhood. My family was a, a long line of Christian scientists, which is a false religion, a heretical religion, but I didn't know that. I was raised to go to church twice a week. We had a King James Bible that we all read all the time. We cherry-picked it, and I didn't understand the old English of the KJV, but this was a works-based religion that said that you can heal yourself if you just get your mind in a certain place, like Word of Faith teaches that. Mm -hmm. And if you have enough faith, you don't have to go to doctors, you can heal yourself. So I was raised with that. And then I grew up and went to the University of Chapman and got two degrees in psychology and became a psychotherapist. And from there, I was writing self-help books and, and I got invited to speak at a mind-body-spirit festival that was touring uh, twice a month through North America called the Whole Life Expo. And at the Whole Life Expo, I started to learn from other practitioners 
all these kind of new age modalities like energy healing called Reiki, chakras, yoga, psychic development, all those things that um, are idols and are used for divination, which is condemned in the Bible. Exactly. It, so you started, like you said, a long time ago. So you were, mm-hmm. I mean, you were deep, uh, to use that terminology, into the new age. I mean, you went, I mean, you were on, I believe I read in your bio, you were on Oprah, you were on different mm-hmm. programs and stuff at that time promoting, correct? That's right. I was a woke liberal. I was pro-life my whole life, but I was otherwise woke liberal and I did not have the biblical worldview that I do now. That was by God's grace and mercy to save me and give me a new heart and life and point me to his word, which I study every day now. Um, so I've been saved five years wow. by God's mercy. And I've gone to seminary in that time and have a master's now in biblical and theological studies only because I, I was just wanting to understand the gospel. I was raised with the false gospel. So I needed to go to seminary to <laughs> detox my mind, to renew my mind. Exactly. Uh, now, was your husband, uh, how long have you been married? And, and was your husband involved with you as well in the new age? Or was he yeah. just was he just just there, so to speak? He was very involved with me. Um, We toured together all around the world. He was the meditation pianist. He played meditation music on stage with me. And he would often give psychic readings to audience members. And he would worship Archangel Michael. Uh, So he was definitely in it. He was uh, raised Methodist before it was really liberal. And he was baptized at age 12. And he always said he loved Jesus, but he I, I don't think he was saved or he wouldn't have got into the new age like that. So we were both saved at the same time by God's mercy. <laughs> a lot of people I meet are saved out of the new age and they have unequally yoked marriages. And that's really difficult. So my husband and I are both all in. We love the Lord. We <laughs> study the Bible. We li- listen to the Bible together. We're, we go to this amazing church that we're you know, there for fellowship and accountability and growth and God's really been great to us. Well, that's so I was listening. I was listening to a little bit of your uh, your testimony, and you know, you mentioned Alistair Begg. So, yes. so was it? So, so was it like both of you were kind of hearing the message and then kind of talking about, hey, something ain't right here. Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I see. I identified as a Christian my whole life. My mom told my brother and I that we were Christians, Christian scientists, but we weren't, and we weren't saved at all. I was hellbound. I didn't know it. So I, because I thought I was Christian, I would listen to Christian radio all the time. And I would also listen to Buddhist radio and Hindu radio. And, you know, just, I, I was a universalist. Wow. I thought all paths led to God. I, re, I, I had the coexist bumper sticker and <laughs> I did. And so, I mean, I listened to Alistair Begg all the time and it never penetrated my hard heart until January of 2015 when he was doing an expository sermon on 2 Timothy 4, that in the end times, people will want their itching ears tickled by false teachers. And then what happened is he described a false teacher, and it was like he was describing me. Wow. I mean, that I was giving false hope to people. And it, and it was the first time, even though I had been in the Bible my whole life, it was the first time that I remember being pierced. The Holy Spirit used Alistair Begg's sermon to pierce my stony heart 
and convict me. And so I was listening to that in the car. I got home and I said to Michael, I think we need to go to church, not just the, these new age churches we've been going to. We've been going to unity and, you know, the religious science and just bad churches. And so I said, we need to go to a real, and he, the Holy Spirit was working on his heart too. Uh, he's told me now. And so we both then started looking for a solid church. We had no idea. I mean, he'd been raised Methodist, but the Methodist church where we lived was far away. So we went to Seventh-day Adventist. Wow. We became we became Episcopalians for two years. Very nice people, but it was so progressive and liberal. And the only the only um, blessing is that during those two years between 2015 and when we were saved at the end of 2017, we were reading the Bible. And when we got to Deuteronomy 18 verses 10 through 12, this is where God's speaking through Moses, uh, warning the the Israelites before they cross the Jordan River into Canaan that they are not to be like the Canaanites, that they are not to practice uh, mediumship, which I was practicing. Michael, my husband, was practicing. They're not to practice divination or fortune-telling. I was practicing it. We both were. They're not to interpret signs and omens, which we were doing. And then the kicker that broke me, that I needed to see my sin, was it said that anyone who does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And it just, I, I was floored because people had told me my new age work was helping them. Um, at the time that I was saved, I was one of the top selling new age authors in the world. I had about 70 books in 38 languages. I'm so sorry I did all that. I thought I was doing God's work because it seemed to help people, but I was working with unknowingly as the second Corinthians 11, 14 and 15 says, that the devil masquerades as an angel of light and those who work with him are workers of unrighteousness. That was me. And so I had made all these books and card decks that said they were from God's angels messages, but they, they weren't, they, they did not pass uh, the apostle John's first John four test of the spirits. They did not point people to Jesus biblically or confess him. Uh, they actually, were telling people that Jesus was an ascended master and that the Bible was corrupt by Constantine and the Roman Catholic Church, just absolute heresy, blasphemy, and lies that I repent for and apologize for. Mm. Um, I, I was so deceived by the devil, and I did not know it. So the fact that my, my products were published by a, a publisher called Hay House, and, uh, and they were licensed to all these foreign publishers. So when I was saved, I was trying to take back these products, get them off the market, but they're, they're out there, they're, they're licensed. And so the, the US publisher has, has done as much as they could to get them off the market. Um, they fired me immediately because they said I was offensive <laughs> to their, their audience. They did me a favor. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the, the bottom line is my products are still out there and I'm horrified. And the only thing I can do is go on shows and warn people about the new age because it's it's so insidious. You see it at Walmart, you see it at Target, you see it in churches. Oh, yeah. um, church churches have so much new age in them now, and it's all about glorifying the self. Yeah, you, that's what the new age does. It's almost like they're that the devil uses things that kind of sneak in that people. Eh, it's not that bad. Now, I haven't heard it, but I, when I was doing a little research on you, I saw that there was maybe something you did, and you were talking about that book, Jesus Calling, maybe. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, which a lot, I see a lot of people quote things from that. They read that every day. Yeah, uh, that's speak that's a little the, bit about that. 
Well, that's the false Jesus calling is what it is. That is, it, it, this is more women get their theology from Jesus calling than they do the Bible. The mm. Bible, let's just be honest. It's not easy to read, especially the first few times. It's, you know, when you read the Old Testament and you, you're in Leviticus with all the sacrifices, that's not the easiest thing to read on a Saturday afternoon, but it's necessary. And oh, so yeah. people would rather... You know, they'd rather go to Jesus calling with the fake Jesus, the false Jesus is stroking your ego, telling you you're wonderful. I love you unconditionally. You can do whatever you want. Just stay happy. And then at the bottom to make people feel safe, she'll put a, a, a chapter and verse number only. She doesn't put the actual verse. She puts like Matthew 18 too. And so people feel safe. They're like, oh, she's got the Bible verses yeah. here. But they don't act, never they never actually open up Matthew 18 too and compare it to what Sarah Young has channeled from her false Christ. If they did, the Holy Spirit would hopefully convict them and they would they would hear it that they need to burn Jesus calling and throw it away. It's dangerous. It points to the false Christ that I was following all those years. It's almost like it, there's just enough. I've heard a preacher say this before. There's just enough of it to damn you. Yeah. In the, at the end of the day. It's so true. If you get the if you get Jesus wrong, you get the gospel wrong. Mm. If and it's the same with this hokey TV show called The Chosen, where they show they it's just it makes me so angry, righteously angry that show because it takes our Lord and Savior who died for us, who suffered for us, and turns him upside down into some insecure man who is pawing for human uh, approval. They they showed him going to his disciples to get approval for the Sermon on the Mount before he delivered it. I mean, that's that's absolute blasphemy. <laughs> Gosh, I love to hear people tell the truth, Cato. <laughs> well, well Miss Dory, I, it, it, with with some of what you have said, it, it it makes me think of a couple things. Number one, is as you mentioned it, you know, Satan uh, disguising himself as an angel of light. I think we a lot of times forget that, uh, and I think that he has, course, he of course has done that, and 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 people, they just buy into it, hook, line, and sinker. What they see that angel of light selling, to use that terminology, uh, and also uh, with what you said about you know being gloriously saved and and how that happened. And I, this is now. This is something that Cato and me uh, discuss and talk about all the time. But you were going, you and you and your husband going down the road, okay, wherever you were going. You had the radio on, like you said. You didn't care what it was. It could be Christian today and Hinduism station tomorrow and Howard Stern the next day. You didn't care. You just wanted to hear something on the radio. Well, I, I, just to be fair, I didn't like Howard Stern. I was always, <laughs> it was always about spirituality. I mean, I was just, I was a student of world religion. So yeah. I, I really thought they were all saying the same thing. And I was so, ecumenical. And so, so you're, you're, yeah. you're doing that. But to that day, thank God, and this is where, this is where we know and can see and understand or should be able to understand God is sovereign and in control and all powerful. And you're going down the road. Alistair Begg is on, and Cato and me have talked about Alistair Begg before. We 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 like Alistair Begg, great preacher of the gospel. But the thing is, you 
heard the word. You heard the word expounded. It was preached. It was the gospel. And that, and I know you will agree, that it wasn't Alistair. No. It was the word he was preaching. It was the gospel he was preaching. That is what penetrated your stony, dead heart and made it a heart of flesh. That's exactly right. Yeah, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Exactly. And that that is where, and I know Cato will second this, that is where in churches today, just like you said, you talked a little bit ago about the mysticism. Mm -hmm. That is so prevalent in our churches today and like you said a lot of that new age stuff and we forget we don't i don't know why well i do but it is the gospel that changes a person's life and that is it and that's that and why we have so many churches that just can't get a grip of that is beyond me and they call themselves christian churches and like you said they Man, they follow Jesus, but I, I, I agree with you. They're following one that they have made up in their own mind. And guess what? That's the wrong one. Because if you don't have the one from the scriptures, you got the wrong one. So true. I, I was raised with the, 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 the Ten Commandments of the New Age. And the first commandment in the New Age is, Thou shall always be positive, no matter what. And, and so... Um, we were taught that sin was just a false idea and that we were still under Genesis 126 that said we're made in the image and likeness of God and that Genesis 3 about the fall was just a metaphor. It, it was a mistake and we're all perfect, whole and complete. So I couldn't have been saved until I knew I was a sinner. Mm. And that was the missing part for me always. Um, I, the devil had made me Teflon proof to the gospel all those years through following the new age which um, you're exactly right. A lot of churches don't want to tell people the truth that they're sinners, that we're all sinners. Romans 3.23 says that. And I, that was the missing link for me all those years. Until I read Deuteronomy 18, I had no idea that I, had, that I was under God's wrath and judgment. Just, well, it didn't even occur to me. I was raised, God is love. That's it. That's the only attribute of him. He's love. And what does love mean? Let's just make up our own definition of love. That means he's all-inclusive. He's all approving. He loves you unconditionally. Just be happy and positive, and you'll be fine, and you'll go to heaven. Uh, and, it, and it goes back to what you said a little bit ago as well. Uh, when you talk about reading Deuteronomy 18, it, 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 it's like you were talking about with, with Jesus calling and, and just putting the verse there. And, 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 of course, this is how a lot of these churches that are, like you said, feel with New Age thinking, whether they know it or not, they do like a lot do, and that is pick and choose. You know, you being in the new age and, like you said, being a universalist and that kind of stuff, uh, and, and whoever helped teach you, whoever helped train you, whoever helped train you, yeah, they may go to the scriptures and talk about, like what you said there out of Genesis, but of course they're not going to go to Deuteronomy 18. No. They can't do that. Because it debunks no, I, it debunks everything they stand for, so you're exactly. not you're not going to pick that one. 
And and it's just like again, it's just like uh, some of these churches. Bless their heart, they 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 stay away. You, you like you said, you cannot be saved until you know you're lost. And and so, being told by people like Joel Olstein and some of them knuckleheads, you can't just being all positive and good, making me feel like I'm a okay with 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 Jesus. I mean, that doesn't cut it. That doesn't save people. It doesn't. It sends them to hell for eternity. Uh, That's where I was headed through all that positive thinking. I was going to be in hell um, with the weeping and gnashing of teeth and uh, outer darkness. And, And so that's not positive. Nobody wants to hear that. I remember being at a Bible study where there was a pastor there from a progressive liberal church, and we were studying the parable of the dragnet, you know, where Jesus, he divides the fish, the fish he's going to throw out and the fish he's going to keep. And this pastor said, you know, I could never share this with my congregation because they will be offended and I won't have as many people in my church. They'll leave. And I said, to, I, I said to him, please, please tell them the truth about this parable. I was raised without the truth. Nobody told me the parable of the dragnet when I was growing up. Um, nobody explained to me about God's wrath. They just said that that was a myth in the Old Testament. Yeah. Please tell people the truth. We can take it if there's any pastors who are watching. We, <laughs> we, we're craving the, the full gospel. Exactly. That's... Uh... Again, that is where so many churches uh, fall way, way short. Um, and also, uh, something else when you were, were sharing earlier about God's forgiveness, and that's something that, that people need to, and even us as believers need to remember this too, because, I mean, we, we've got to preach the gospel to ourselves every day over and over. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we've Amen. got to. But it's like you were saying you were in what you were in, and I mean you were in deep. You heard a gospel message, and this is what people need to understand too, is you heard the gospel message, and you cried out to the only one that can save you. You repented, you trusted him, and him alone, Jesus Christ, and he forgave you. What you had done for years upon years upon years, leading people astray, telling people lies. Now you know that. Mm-hmm. Telling people lies. You and your husband going on trips. You you going on national television programs with audiences in the millions. Telling people lies. But then you heard the gospel message. It changed your life, and he forgave you. The point is, I don't care what you've done. And Cato was second this too. It doesn't matter. You cry out in repentance and faith to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he'll forgive you too. Amen. That's, that, that's what's so amazing. And, and that's, uh, I've, got a, I've got something I wanted to chime in here for a minute. Uh, Ms. Doreen, I wanted to ask you if you've ever heard of this. This, this has been a, I've asked different people about this before. And this guy, he may watch the podcast or he may see it. Uh, I was working in talk radio um, up until earlier this year for the past three years. And we had a guy that would call in that was a self-proclaimed pagan priest. And he, he liked to refer to the God that we believe in as the God of Abraham, but he believed in many gods. And, uh, 
I would say a very moral person, you know, he's pro-life and very conservative, I guess you would say. Have you ever run into anything like that or heard of any type of thing like that? Pagan, a pagan priest? Yeah, there's pagan high priests and, and priestesses. And I was, um, I would go to the goddess temples and we'd worship the goddesses. We were, in the new age, it's polytheistic. And the, it's, it's this belief, like we were talking about, of universalism, that everyone goes to heaven if you're a good person, which is never defined. It's all works-based. But we all worshipped multiple deities from different cultures, and then the Catholic saints, and we worshipped the Catholic angels as well. And we had this belief, the more friends, the better. And we also blasphemously thought that they worked with Jesus, like one big football team trying to get to the end goal on our behalf. And, and it's, it's just craziness and blasphemy. Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to the Father, capital F, that means God, heaven, in, unless it's through him. It's only through Jesus, the narrow way and the narrow gate. And I didn't understand that. I, I thought that was fear-based thinking before, the guilt-based thinking of, of, even though I considered myself a Christian, I thought that I was more woke and awake than evangelical born-again Christians. I never thought I would be a Bible-believing born-again Christian. That was not on my life list at all. But God had other plans. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's right. Uh, I want to I want to touch this just a little bit because I think <clears throat> there's a lot of people and and I hope they can learn from this when you when you get to explaining this here in just a minute <clears throat> because I think there's so many people out there and uh, and it, I'm not going to say they're not Christians uh, but they <clears throat> they love experiences they. A lot of folks, and uh, I fall in the line, and, and I'm going to mention these two people because I know something that I saw about you. These two people, I think, kind of helped disciple you, and I know Cato will know who I'm talking about here in a minute, and we both, I guess you could say, we line up with both of these guys. Uh, one of them's been on our podcast before, Justin Peters. Oh my goodness, he has helped me more than anyone. Him and him and Pastor Chris Roseboro and Chris were, and Chris Roseboro was who I was going to yeah. mention. So again, we have so many people who in in the in the Christian world, and I'll just I'll I'll put it that way, that they're just so hung up on experiences, yeah, and hearing from the Lord. I heard the Lord say this, and I heard this, and I've talked to some of these people, and. I've never really gotten an answer from the question that I would always ask. And I'm like, and, and my question is this, and then I'm going to let you lose here in a minute. But my question was, like, well, how do you know that it was from the Lord? How do you know that it was from the God of Scripture? And I can't ever get a real solid answer. Now, that brings me to what I, I know that in your testimony, uh, you, after you got saved, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, thought that you had had some experiences. Now, I want you to tell us about that, but I want you to also tell us how you got hooked after you had those, how you got hooked up with Justin and Chris and got that flushed out. So go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'd been having supernatural experiences my whole life. I think that I was demonically oppressed 
as a child with this pagan household I was raised with. And, and so I, I had visions and I thought I was seeing Jesus throughout my life. I thought I was seeing angels of God and, and I was obviously deceived. And that included after I heard Alistair Begg and we were flopping around in these different denominations and, and in, on January 7th, 2017, several months before I was saved, I thought I saw Jesus. But at the same time I had that vision, I don't have visions anymore. I just want to say that. But at the same time I had that vision, it, it was very much like 2 Corinthians describes how the Holy Spirit lifts the veil on the gospel. Because the gospel had been foolishness before where I, I was perishing. So the gospel was foolishness to me. And on that day, at the same time when I had this vision that I thought was Jesus, at that moment, I, I had it revealed to me things that seem so obvious to all Christians, but were not to me. Um, the Orthodox foundation of the gospel, it was revealed to me, the understanding that Jesus really is the Son of God. That was a very novel concept to me at that moment, that he really did die for our sins. I never had understood why he had to die until that moment. And that the Bible really is God's inerrant, sufficient, authoritative, God-breathed word. It really is. And that had always been something that I'd had doubts about throughout my life. So to know that the, the gospel truth at the same time when I had this vision, I just thought the vision had brought it to me. I thought Jesus had revealed the gospel. And I had denounced all my other visions, but I'd hung on to that one because I got the gospel that day. And so people were like, oh, you know, you, you don't see Jesus. And I'm, and I'm a, basically a cessationist at that point. And I still believe in God's miracles, but I didn't believe in supernatural experiences in the, the apostolic sign gifts are not for today. But I was hanging on to that one um, vision, you know, again, because I got the gospel, I thought from it. Mm -hmm. And and then Brother um, Justin came to me and he started calling me and, and walking me through that. And every time I would say, but but I got the gospel from it, he'd say, but you know, you, you'd heard the gospel before. And I was like, yeah, I'd heard it my whole life because I was listening to Christian radio my whole life. And, <laughs> and, and he said, well, you already knew this then. I was like, yeah, but it was just the, and then it was Chris Rosebro that gave me the missing piece. He, he was the one who came to me with Isaiah. Um, God's word does not return void. And that was what I needed to know. That was because yeah. I wanted to let go of that vision, but uh, he was the one that showed me it was two simultaneous experiences that it was like a spiritual warfare moment because I was thinking about at that time in 2017, I was following a false prophetess who had a prophetess school and I was going to go get it. It's so stupid now, but I was going to become a certified prophetess. And so I was probably headed to a Bethel stage, honestly, mm. if I continued that trajectory because I was a really good psychic before I was saved and before, <laughs> you know, I was delivered from all those demons um, and by the way, I don't use deliverance ministries. Jesus is the only one who saves us and delivers us That's from right. evil. But, but, um, so anyway, um, Chris Rosebro just showed me that it was a tug of war, um, that, you know, our souls are being sought after by both the devil and by God. And so I, I renounced my vision at that point publicly. I had a video with, with brother Rosebro, um, explaining you know, the biblically why it wasn't a real vision. And, 
and and then people started attacking me. Oh, she's changed her testimony. But the thing was that whole thing happened months before I was saved. I never said the vision saved me. Yeah. I I just said that I got the gospel that day, which it was reading Deuteronomy 18 was my pivotal moment where I saw I was a sinner. And, and that's what I needed to know um, to identify myself as a sinner. Um, and, and God's word helped me to do that in late 2017. That's amazing. So, so I still get a lot of criticism for that. The other criticism, people say I'm all in this for the money, which makes no sense at all because I, I walked away from making so much money. I gave <laughs> refunds for the first two years. I have a regular job. My husband's got a really good job that thank the Lord for his provision. He's a good breadwinner. I have a little bit of money because we have a lot of pets and we have to pay for the pet food. And <laughs> <laughs> it's our only indulgence. And I don't, I, I never ask for money. I never ask for donations. If people donate money, I give it back. I have no Patreon account. I don't think there's anything wrong with ministries asking for money, yeah. but I don't want to be a stumbling block since so many people have got it in their head that they, they just don't understand why I would do this 180 from being a new age teacher to Christianity. And they're like, well, it must be because of the money. That's the only reason. And they, they don't understand that when you are saved, you get a whole new heart and a, a whole new life. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I can imagine whenever, I can imagine whenever Paul, <laughs> you know, whenever he was struck down and uh, the first time he came to some of those places, they probably said maybe some of the same things to him, you know, yeah, I relate he, to Paul. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, all right. The one I relate to the most in the Bible is the woman at the well, um, mm -hmm. because I was just an absolute wretched sinner. I mean, I still am, of course, until we go home with the Lord, we're still continuing to sin. We just hate our sin as mm -hmm. saved people. But I was absolutely, I came to the Lord just so sinful, like the, the woman at the well. And just like her, uh, I pray for God to use me, use my past for his glory and to evangelize like she did. She was one of the first Gentile evangelists. Yeah. And and so I, I really see myself in that position. Now, do you, uh, I mean, do you stay in touch with Justin and Chris? You, you know, is that something you still, you know, still stay in touch with those guys? Well, I do. I mean, we're all really busy and I pray for them daily. They need prayers just like anyone oh, yeah. is at the forefront like that. Um, and so they've all, they've continued to be very kind and gracious to me. Um, I, I have a couple of stalkers from the new age who are very angry. It's all people who make money with the new age. They're really upset with me because I'm threatening their income. It's very much acts in acts 19. Uh, the, the silversmith is mad at Paul because people aren't buying his silver goddess statues. Yes. I'm, I'm in the same situation where people are really mad that, um, I'm, it calling out this new age deception, like Reiki energy healing and, and tarot readers and mediums. And, and so they, they attack me daily. And one of them uh, went after pastor Rosebro because he was supportive of me and actually went after his wife too. Oh. And, and they've gone after Alistair Begg. They went after my seminary. They've gone after my church. They, they just attack me to the places I'm associated with. I apologize in advance if they go after y'all. Um, but, and they pretend to be Christians is the thing. But if you talk to them for five minutes, you see that they're not. Yeah. Um, they're, they're professional tarot readers who are just furious at me for um, showing that tarot is an abomination to the Lord. Well, that's, and that's one thing that I was going to ask. And, and uh, is I know 
I'm sure, and of course the scriptures tell us, you know, we're going to be persecuted if you stand for the truth and you proclaim the truth. That's, I mean, it's there. It's in black and white there in the scriptures. And that's something I was going to mention, you know, or, or ask you about, about being criticized by some of your former peers, uh, yeah. if you want to use that word, maybe former friends. Uh, yes. I was going to ask you about that. And then also, uh, in the same breath, uh, have you been able, and I know you say you have the ones that are attacking, and they're going to be those because we know they're dead in their trespasses and sins, they're wicked, and apart from Christ, we're all wicked, and I'm not trying to throw off on them in, to, to say that, but it's just the truth. Um, but have you ever have you been able, with any of those in your past, have you been able to, of course, present the gospel to them, share the gospel with them, and has the Lord graciously saved any of them? Uh, yes, um, and it's all God. It's not me at all. I just plant the seed like we're all called to do with the Great Commission. And so I do have some friends who were moved by my testimony. And, and, and what it turns out is that the Holy Spirit was convicting them anyway. And so my testimony just kind of tipped it over the scale for them. Or it was, they said it's confirmation that they needed to just give up the new age and, and uh, follow the Lord completely. A lot of people try to blend the new age with Christianity and they try to justify it with twisting scripture. And so that's the main thing that I want to tell people is they don't do not blend at all. Yeah. Um, the new age is a hundred percent about glorifying yourself where Christianity, what's our purpose to glorify God? Yep. Enjoy him to forever. Glorify God and enjoy him forever. Exactly. That's right. And so they're polar opposites that can never be blended. And then people want to argue that, but the new age makes me feel good or it works. <laughs> and I have to point them to the, the Pharaoh's court. The sorcerers seem to work for a season with mimicking God's miracles. Yep. But it's always truth with lies, isn't it? It's always that leaven that's in there. And yep. it, it, the, the devil will not confess Jesus biblically. And the, the, the devil will twist the gospel and make it about yourself. Oh, yeah. And, and so we have no choice but to read the Bible. And I want to speak to any sisters who are watching today. I know it's not comfortable to read the Bible, but, and I know you're busy, but just, Bible before breakfast is so important <laughs> just to read at least a chapter a day before anything else. Get up early before the kids. Keep your Bible on your nightstand with your reading glasses and a flashlight and just read the Bible every morning to set the day, to renew your mind. It's just, it's not even optional. We have to do this. Well, you're right. That's exactly right. And now I'm, I'm kind of going to change gears completely uh, here. Now you live in Washington state. Mm -hmm. Now, is that where you're from? No, I, I was born in California. Okay. And then, and then after um, a while, we moved to Hawaii, and that's where I, I, my husband and I were saved. And okay. It, it was really expensive, and when I was fired from my New Age publisher, we could no longer afford Hawaii. So we moved to Washington, to be honest, because there's no taxes here, and uh, just kind of to help recover we were liberal still, you know, we moved like, a, like two months after we were saved. And so we were still in that kind of baby infant Christian, yeah, growing, uh, still kind of liberal. Uh, my husband, less so than me, he admitted later to me, he had voted for Trump behind my back, <laughs> which, which funny. I know it's so funny. He was, he was a closet conservative um, in, in our new age community, but, 
Um, and and I was not a Hillary planet fan. I was actually left of Hillary. I voted. Wow. I was in the green. I was in the Green Party. I know it sounds so like, stupid. You were more like but, AOC and those those folks. Yeah, I was all about the you know environment yeah. and such. I, I think Might we need to change. take care of the the garden, but um, we don't but need to I go would, overboard. No, exactly. And we don't <laughs> need to give up the American. Um, anyway, we don't need. To, yeah, we don't need to set America on fire to, for the green. Exactly. deal anyway um so so we moved to washington not realizing that it's a liberal playground but fortunately we live in a kind of a conservative pocket of washington state with a lot of solid churches where we are oh. it's amazing yeah we have our choice of about three or four solid churches here all of them faithfully expositing the word line by line that's and awesome. not and there's no Bethel music, no Hillsong, no elevation, no prophets from the stage, no <laughs> speaking in tongues, and it's it's very faithful places. Well, that's awesome. That, that that's, yeah, that's because I would think, like you said, I knew Washington, Oregon, and of course California, and the great leadership that they yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, I, I, those three come across to me as very liberal. And we know oh, yeah. California is, but of course Oregon and Washington State, and it would it and it wouldn't surprise me that that the New Age would be very popular, like in Washington and Oregon. Yeah, Washington's one of the most unchurched states in America, and so it's just yeah, when you go out in the country, like where we live, the the countryside, more rural, that's when you find some Bible believing folks who. Um, there's a lot of military here and the military folks tend to be conservative and, uh, and so praise the Lord. He, he, he put us in a place where we have faithful leadership and, and accountability. Yeah. Um, it's so important to be an active member of a local solid church. I can't even emphasize that. I meet too many people who tell me that after the um, pandemic, they still just watch online church and they don't go to church. And it's not optional. We have the commanded sacrament of the Lord's Supper that we can only do in That's fellowship. Right. That's right. Exactly. And, it, and it's good to know, and I, I'm sure that both of y'all second this, it, it's good to know that, that God does have his people everywhere. Yes. He, yes. And he, they're they're needed everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so that's, that's a, that's a good thing that we, that we know as well. Um, Again, and, and Will, I want to be res I want to be respectful of your time, and and I've enjoyed I have enjoyed this thoroughly, and I'm sure. Hey, can, I, can I throw yes, in one more quick yes, question sir. before we go? Go right yeah. ahead. All right, so we got one one buddy of ours, <laughs> me at church. He'll know um, ghosts, that kind of thing. Yeah, is that is that underneath the New Age umbrella too? It it, it is. Ghost hunting. There's, yeah, there's a fascination with the afterlife, but not biblically, and so instead of looking at revelation or first Thessalonians to learn about heaven, they go to ghost hunters. And I was very involved in that. And so was my husband. He was wow. actually kind of a professional ghost hunter for a while and they're demons. I mean, it's absolutely clear that they're unclean spirits, familiar spirits. They're called in the Bible Yeah. and we should have nothing to do with them. We should have no fellowship with darkness. And that's what they are. When our loved ones die, the, the Hebrews says we die once and then we go to judgment. There's no reincarnation. We are 
immediately either in heaven or hell. There's no purgatory like it's taught that's unbiblical. There's yeah. no way station. You go to heaven or hell. And so there's no ghosts that are our loved ones. Um, going to a medium is talking to demons who are pretending to be a loved one. And chasing after ghosts is just chasing mm -hmm. after demons, which is very unwise. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that bring, just with Cato saying that, and I'm going to bring this up, and, and I have to admit, I have watched this show, and uh, and you may know about it too, Doreen, and, and, and I'd just like to hear your thoughts on it uh, if you have, because my, my wife, bless her heart, love her to death, godly woman, uh, mother of my children, I love her. And I was watching this show the other day, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I cannot believe that my intelligent husband is sitting here watching this show <laughs> and the show. And I don't know if you've heard it. And if you hadn't, we won't, we won't, we won't worry about it. I'm watching it more for entertainment purposes, to be quite honest. But uh, Skinwalker Ranch, have you heard of that show? No. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> what is it? It's about there's a there's a there's a place. In, it's in Utah, and I like I said, I just started watching it, so I'm still trying to figure this out, or what it really. But it's a it's a ranch, and it's in Utah, and it's called Skinwalker Ranch. Now I don't know if you've ever heard of Skinwalker. No. Now, from what a, a Skinwalker is, and and this is something that is is deep in the Indian world, okay. Uh, you had the Utes that are in Utah, of course, and the uh, Navajo, if I pronounced that correctly. And I don't remember which one, but anyway, at, at a certain time in history, back way back yonder somewhere, they were having trouble with each other, and the one of them supposedly cursed the other. So you got witchcraft and stuff in with some of this history here. And so the skinwalker supposedly was an Indian, I don't know if it was a medicine person or what, but supposedly they could take on the form or if they wore the skin of a particular animal, whether it be a bear, a coyote, whatever, and they would turn into now I know that stuff's foolish oh. and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying yeah. But it's but 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 out there supposedly at this certain ranch, which to me, I go back to what you say that it's demons. Yeah, and that's for sure. what and that's what I was telling my my kids about mm -hmm. some of this stuff. That again, we got to remember Satan can be an angel of light, so you got to be very 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 careful. And but anyway, just some strange things: Uf UFOs, UFOs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, and I just didn't know if you had all, seen that or heard of that. Yeah, it's all demons. I remember uh, Carlos Castaneda had a series of books out on similar what you're describing with Skinwalker, shape shifting. He called it. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so and he was using mescaline or peyote, one of the psychedelic drugs. Yeah. Um, at the time, to, and so uh, it, it's all demonic. It's yeah. just. It, it's this desire to have power and control apart from God, and and that's impossible. We exactly. can never do that. So exactly. it's just a waste of time. Exactly, and that and again, it, it goes well. Just like you said, we we are born dead in our trespasses and sins, and 
because of that, we're number one, and that's our mindset, and it and the, and the whole world should revolve around us, and it, <laughs> but it doesn't, and so uh, uh, we need to we need to realize that. And of course, we're only going to realize that by the preaching of the gospel, and so. Um, but uh, anyway, I have really and thoroughly enjoyed our time together, Miss Doreen. Thank you so much for. Uh, taking out of your your the time out of your day because I'm sure you're probably busy I'm sure you, you you've probably got things you need to be doing but I just want to say uh, that I really appreciate you spending some time with us this evening well thank you brothers and all glory to our gracious and merciful God that's exactly right I just want and I, I want to tell everybody Kato you got anything else you want to add before we I'm good man I just want to tell everybody uh Doreen of course uh, has Facebook page uh, Instagram now I'm gonna tell you don't try to comment or reach her through Facebook because it won't happen. Because yeah. I, when I first found you, I was trying to leave comments. I was trying to leave, and it wouldn't let me do it. It kept telling me something. I was about to throw my phone. <laughs> and I, and uh, it, Yeah, my Facebook comments broke. I did this post years ago when I was first saved on how um, the work I had done was demonic and it, it like it broke the internet. I had so many comments and they were very divided from people saying, yeah, finally she's learned the truth and no, you've sold out. <laughs> you know? And, and so my comments stopped working after that. And, and then I turned my comments off on my YouTube channel way back in 2009 when I was a heretic and nobody said anything back then. But now that I'm a born again Christian, is somehow it's a conspiracy theory that I've got my comments turned off. It's just uh -huh. because I do, I have no employees. I it's just me. I don't have an assistant. Um, I there's no way I could moderate all the comments. Uh, the only place I have comments on are on Instagram and then my personal Facebook page. Which, if you're a born again Bible believing Christian, you can friend me on. Um, on Facebook, on my personal page, and I'd be happy to talk with you there. I'll have to look um, that one up. I, I, or, yeah. Or, or is that the one? I don't know which one I, I don't know which it's, one I liked or followed, but yeah, well, well, the one well, I, my, my big one, you know, the business one is Doreen Virtue, but my personal one is D. Virtue, okay. Because okay. everyone calls me D. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll, I'll there's a picture that. of me and my husband on my avatar. Okay. Okay. Well, so folks remember that. Uh -huh. um, also, mm -hmm. Uh, and you can send me a letter on Instagram. I'm real easy to get a hold of on Instagram. Uh, so if you disagree with me about anything, or if you want to talk about your loved one who's deceived in new age, um, send me a letter on Instagram. I'm happy to talk with you. That's awesome. And I know I, I, on behalf of those that I hope will reach out to you from wherever they are. I appreciate that. And that's how I, I went to your webpage and saw where you had said that about your Facebook. And then that's how I, finally got you was through Instagram. I didn't have an Instagram <laughs> I, account. And I told my wife, I got to get one for this. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you for your perseverance, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that I did because I really enjoyed this. I thank you thank so you. much. Um, again, folks, you know, Cato and Church podcast, uh, please listen. Uh, I'm going to put this up in just a little bit on our, uh, all our formats where you're able to pick up the podcast, our YouTube page. Of course, remember Miss Doreen, she has YouTube page as well, Facebook, uh, website. So go and visit and learn. And uh, again, we so appreciate uh, you uh, spending uh, some, some of your time with us this afternoon. Well, thank you very much, brothers. It's been an honor.
Well, folks, again, thank you so much. We're going to call it a show. And uh, again, we are so thankful that you would take your time and listen to us. And as we have so many of these podcasts, we just ask you to uh, repent if you haven't and believe the gospel.